Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast, doing it a day early, because why not? Today's the news. Kevin AC had just got to Philadelphia. Thank goodness for Jeff Sanders. Uh, Jay Posner, sports editor of the Union Tribune. Jay, the Padres acquired the Cleveland Indians' top prospect. Yes, they gave up Brad Hand. They gave up Adam Simber. That's fantastic. That's what we expected. A.J. Preller did not waste any time. The top news, though, at this point for the Padres is not what they gave up, but what they got. Right, and I think, you know, people. some people criticized A.J. last fall, or actually last summer, I guess, for not trading Brad Hand at the trading deadline. And, and I guess, as he did with Craig Kimbrell, uh, uh-huh. he, he turned this into a better deal. I'm assuming he did not have the opportunity to get someone like Roberto Mejia when he had offers last year and he decided and signing hand to the extension certainly made him more attractive to Cleveland. Um, I'm a little more familiar with the Indians than most American league teams, just because my brother lives there and, and him and my nephew are huge Indians fans. And so I hear about the Indians all the time. I've heard about Mejia for a long time. I've also heard about how horrible the Indians bullpen has been this year. Andrew Miller has not been anything close to what we've seen uh, since he arrived in Cleveland. Cody Allen hasn't been great as a closer this year. They got rid of Brian Shaw, who's of course has been a disaster in Colorado, but they needed bullpen help and they got it. And the Padres needed young talent. Uh, You can't go wrong acquiring young talent. Although as, as I mentioned this morning on our Facebook live, eventually that young talent will have to turn into wins, start winning games in San Diego, but we're not at that point yet where uh, we're, we're really looking for that to happen. But when it does, I, I think Mejia is the kind of guy that, that Preller obviously likes a lot and their, their organization likes a lot. Uh, not as good a catcher defensively as Austin Hedges, but appears to be a much better hitter than Austin Hedges. So if only there was a way to put them together, y- you would have an all-world catcher from, or at least an all-world catching prospect from what we've heard about uh, and, that, and that's it. It's, it's interesting. A couple things are interesting to me. This is the closest, the prospect who is closest to the majors the, among all the many prospects that uh, the Padres have acquired under A.J. Preller. Uh, still uh, 22 years old. I think he'll be 23, uh, well, probably just a little bit after the season. I, I think it was October. Um, and, you know, there was a time, and he slides right in there. He's the considered the 15th overall prospect by MLB pipeline uh, slides in as the Padres number three prospect uh, pushes Luis Urias down Fernando Tatis, of course, number one, Mackenzie Gore, number two. Um, there was a time where a guy you're taking another team's number one prospect, uh, heck, you take another team's number five prospect, that would have been the Padres' top prospect. So obviously uh, they got they got much richer um, by by getting this guy, and he's closer. And I, I just asked AJ Preller along the way that you know are you looking for guys who are closer now? The answer was not necessarily, and I believe that it was you know if if, if a 16 or I mean an 18 year old kid that he got was super talented, then that's what he would have got. This happened to be a guy that uh, is close to the majors we're probably going to see him uh, within the next month or so right and and uh espn's keith law came out with his uh new rankings today as a matter of fact i believe or i think it was today and he had uh tatis as the number one prospect in all of baseball he has mejia at number five mackenzie gore at number mm. six and then three more padres wow. in the top 50 
uh, and Baez at 51. So uh, that's seven in the top 51 for the Padres. So it appears that at least among the people who do this for a living, I think MLB has the Padres with 10 of the top 100 prospects. So the people who do this all rate this farm system very highly. Um, Again, at some point, we're going to have to see the results of this, but we're not there yet. But Mejia, as you said, is closer than uh, anybody else they've acquired. He's probably at the, that same level as uh, as Urias. Actually, he's he's beyond that because he's been in the big leagues uh, briefly. He was just called up, I think, over the weekend uh, by the Indians. So he's actually had a few major league uh, at-bats, and it sounds like the Padres are going to put him in El Paso to start with, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if we saw him up here before too long. Yeah, I mean, they're going to want to see, just like they're going to want to see their other top guys. Uh, they're at El Paso and a few in San Antonio. They're going to want to see what they what they can do at some point this year and going into the offseason where, you know, look, I think that uh, they're going to be more, they're going to do more here in the next 12 days before the trade deadline. Uh, if people will meet what is obviously, A.J. Feller doesn't mess around, <laughs> meet his asking price, um, but the offseason is going to be very busy. Um but this is their biggest. This They're is their at- biggest asset. I mean, unless they combine yeah. a couple of others. But among the people we've talked about in terms of relievers mm-hmm. like Hand and Simber and Yates and and Stammen and then and even Tyson Ross as a starter, I I, I don't think you would expect to get uh, somebody's top prospect for anybody else that's been mentioned as a trade candidate. Now, if they've started dipping down and offering other other players, proven major leaguers, that'd be different. But uh, I like the fact they're getting someone who's close to the majors. Uh, it's, you know, it worked out well, obviously, getting Tatis for Shields. It appears to have worked out well getting Chris Paddock for Fernando Rodney. But there's nothing wrong with getting a guy who's even closer to the majors uh, as opposed to someone oh. who's, you know, two or three levels away. So I, I don't, I, I can't find much reason to fault this deal. Uh, I think, you know, they turned Brad Hand, who was a waiver wire pick and Adam Simber, who, you know, was, I don't, kind of a mid round pick, didn't even make the majors, uh, last year, went to extended spring training. They've turned those two guys into a top five, top 15, top 20 prospect here. And I think that's what we have been looking for as we get closer to the deadline. And we'll see what what happens now, as you said, in these remaining 12 days or so uh, until the July 31 deadline. You know, the, the big league uh, team plays tomorrow. They start playing baseball again, Jack. Oh, really? Is that is that why you're in Philadelphia? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought maybe that you were there for some, for like the Eagles were, uh, were, were starting camp and you were, you were ready for, ready for that. But that is, that is true. They play the Phillies, the first place Philadelphia Phillies, which I don't think anybody expected to be saying uh, at this point in this season. Probably not uh, even even the Phillies at this point in the season. Uh, another one of those where, you know, it's interesting to look at how uh, quickly they've come. Uh, you thought, and, and here's a team that was building toward uh, next year. Uh, so I am. I'm excited uh, to, to see what they have uh, and, and how exactly good they are. A little uh, disappointed uh, in a couple of the pitchers that uh, the Padres are going to miss. Yeah, it'd be nice to, I mean, probably not nice for the Padres, but nice for people watching the games uh, to see someone like Aaron Nola. I believe he was a top six, top eight pick uh, when he came out of LSU. He's got a 2.30 ERA this year. He's got a, a 131 strikeouts already. He's been very good at their rotation does not include him this weekend, but it does include uh, Jake Arietta, who is certainly, certainly no slouch. And, um, so I, I think the Padres will have their work cut out for them as they as they do against 
uh, most teams that they play. And, you know, we saw the power of, of Reese Hoskins at the home run derby. Anybody who saw that had to be impressed with um, what Hoskins has done. He has 14 homers. Herrera has 16 homers. Carlos Santana has 14 homers. So as usual, the Phillies have have hitters. Their ballpark is is a hitter's ballpark. And the Padres are, who are we seeing, Kevin? We're seeing Clayton Richard in the first game. Clayton Richard, Luis Perdomo, Tyson Ross okay. is the plan. And Luis Perdomo, obviously Jordan Lyles went last night. I haven't heard. I didn't. It didn't go well statistically. But uh, he's pitching on the moon in Albuquerque. Uh, you know, he's there doing his his thing. He went a couple innings and, and got shelled, uh, just like Joey Lucchese did the night before. But uh, I think that the plan is that Jordan Lyles will be back next turn in the rotation, um, and that uh, Joey will be back to pitch Monday uh, against the Mets. So uh, Luis Perdomo probably making his last start here. Well, I guess, um, I guess, so. I guess, pending how he pitches, um, you know, if, he's, if the You're light right. bulb goes I'm, on I'm, and he has a good start, I, I would think they'd give him another one. But uh, there's probably yeah, not a lot of reason two. for optimism in in yeah. that. But you never know. No, you don't. And I, I don't know that. Yes, you're you're absolutely right. I got a little ahead of myself. The last two times, uh, the guy has gotten shelled. It's not like they're just they're You couldn't even come out afterward and say, "Hey, those guys found some holes." Luis Perdomo got hit hard, uh, and that's been a problem. And, and I, I think that uh, he, he's stagnating and that there's other people that they want to see. And that's that's why I've caught, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself, but you are absolutely correct. He can go uh, shut down the Phillies, and then, boy, do they have a conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking for a, a, a lot of things. I mean, it's really the same thing as the first half, but, of course, you want to see does Eric Hosmer have. He's generally better in the second half. Want to see, you know, I don't think that that's at the top of the list, something I should have actually uh, talked about first. I mean, Eric Hosmer is going to be fine. But but all the same things we're looking at in the first half, well, what do the Padres do uh, in the second half? Hunter Renfro, Manuel Margot. Who knows what? how Austin hedges, who's actually hitting really well. How does he respond to this? That's right. interesting. I, I, I was going to say that was one thing we didn't get to in the discussion uh, about the trade today with Mejia is what does this mean for Austin Hedges? Mejia's played a little bit of outfield uh, so far, but not um, you know not a lot, and he's considered he's considered that catching is his prime position. Uh, you know, AJ Preller mentioned something today about you don't usually see these days the 130, 140 game catcher so maybe they have in mind that they do some splitting but I, I would think and, and I'm sure you'll you'll get more of this tomorrow when the Padres are available in Philadelphia Andy Green Austin Hedges and and ask them what what does this mean for Austin Hedges is this it, it seems like he's been like with most of these guys he's been put on notice here uh, but he's been put on notice uh, with the temperature very hot uh, you know under him because they do have another guy that they obviously think very highly of that they want to see get some chances. So what, what do you, what do you think about hedges? He's played very well since the, since he came off the DL. He certainly has. And I look forward to, I'm glad I didn't do uh, anything with, you know, the last few times I've talked to him and he, and, and talking about some of the things that uh, he has done in, in, in terms of just relaxing and, and concentrating on his defense. And I think Andy Green was very calculated in comments he had about Austin Hedges a couple weeks ago, uh, just trying to take the pressure off of him and let him know, Hey, you're, 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 you're going to be fine. And, 
and Austin had just sort of taken a breath and, and oh, lo and behold, at least he had a nice week hitting, right? <laughs> right, and then so much for not having the pressure on him anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'll be, that's why I'm glad I could go back and be. But but if if it, this could be, I'm imagining that that Austin Hedges will say what he was saying before, which is he just you know he can't get caught up in all that anymore, and that's something that all, a lot of these guys are are. Figuring out. Uh, Do you think you'll hear this? Do you think and, you'll hear this, Kevin? I can only worry about what I can control. Oh, without a doubt, we will. We will hear that. Um, and and what's funny is like that that has seemed to work for a few guys. Um, so all right, Austin. You know, good, good luck to you. Um, that's and, and absolutely uh, because the guy is an incredible defensive catcher. If he can be the player he has been, even close to it, the last what week, week and a half then Austin Hedges has nothing to worry about. But evidently, uh, the Padres are stacking it up there behind him. Right, and uh, yeah, because Austin Allen's in double-A with, I think, 18 home runs uh, at this point. So, uh, yeah, there's no no shortage of talent right now at the catching position. Uh, but again, it's sort of unproven. I mean, Hedges is unproven as a hitter, but he is unproven at the big league level. Uh, obviously, Allen's still a double-A. Uh, so there it appears to be talent there. But, you know, we've but said Jay, that about Jay. other positions as well. But there's nothing wrong with stacking up players at a position. I mean, guys don't work out. Guys get hurt. And you also, if everything goes well, you've got a great trade piece. That's the thing, and you are you are right to keep hammering at home that the guys we're talking about are prospects, and that I mean this game, unlike any other, uh, really. I guess I'm not as familiar with hockey and juniors and, and how many of those guys make it, but this game, unlike any other that I've covered, uh, is it's a you know a crapshoot. I hate to say that, but it's, it's a crapshoot uh, when you're talking about uh, minor leaguers making it to the majors and actually being contributors to a championship team, not just a major league team, even. Um, but this, and I couldn't tell you apples to apples because obviously I wasn't covering the Astros, the Cubs, the Royals, but the, or let's say the Dodgers and what they were able to do yesterday and what they were able to do last year um, because of all the prospects they have. I mean, that is a, a layer that, that A.J. Preller, the rest of us are going, hey, how about you get to the playoffs first? But A.J. Preller and his crew are thinking about that as there's no problem with having five catchers. Heck, n- not at all. There's no problem with having, you know, three uh, left-handed pitchers among the top, uh, whatever it is, 51, uh, you mm-hmm. know, prospects, right. and, uh, you know, no problem with that. If we have to trade one, that's awesome uh, to get our own Manny Machado in 2028. That'll be great. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's obviously the idea is that you want to be able to be able to be in that position where you can start <laughs> buying players at the trade deadline, just as long as they're not to bring up a terrible memory involving the team they traded with today, as long as they're not Ryan Ludwig. <laughs> But <laughs> yes, you hope that the kind of prospects we're talking about are, are more in line with them getting a Machado at the uh, <laughs> at the deadline, and, and and that they are actually in the enviable position that the Dodgers are in, right? Um, and that they got and the that prospects. they got the Corey and that they get the Corey Kluber instead <laughs> exactly. of giving him up that sort of uh, that sort of deal. So um, yeah, so, okay. Hey. Awesome. I'm glad that uh, that, that AJ Preller uh, struck quick. He certainly has done that in the past, and said he would uh, this time if it came up and, and obviously the Indians needed the help uh, I'm very happy for Adam Simber you know it was my first year here back on baseball and it might as well have uh, been you know a lifetime ago that I was on it and I've got as I've tried to get to know people uh, a name that has come up among uh, other coaches um, is, is is Adam Simber guy I mean they were super impressed with him and, and it's such a great backstory that uh, 
you know, that's awesome. That uh, I'm glad he gets to go to a contender. And, and, and quite honestly, I can say this now because he's not on the team that I cover. I, I really hope he does well. Right. No, I don't, I don't think there's any reason to root against a guy like that. And since, <laughs> and since I do root for the Indians, as, uh, you know, uh, from afar, I, I, I hope both those guys uh, go on and do well. And, and of course, you know, as, as people in San Diego, you hope that, uh, that Mejia is everything that he's, that he's been billed to see. And, uh, we'll keep an eye on the next 12 days and, and hopefully the next trade will, will not come while you're 35,000 feet above the, uh, United States, but Jeff well, did Jay, do a great I, job I filling in. So as long as you're both oh, you not sure unavailable, then, uh, then, then we'll all be okay. Couldn't be more grateful. And, uh, the truth is I don't get on a plane now for 21 more days. I'm, I'm driving and, and, uh, taking the train around, uh, the East Coast and the Midwest, uh, to cover this team and go to Cooperstown, which is where AJ Preller will be at the trade deadline. Right, right. Now yeah, we'll look forward to that. We've got several stories, uh, lined up for next week from, from you and Jeff and Bryce Miller and, uh, Tom Krasovic wants to write something. So, uh, we'll have lots of stuff on, on Trevor and who knows, we'll have two or three more trades by then. You never know. Fantastic. All right, Jay. Talk to you later. Kevin, have a great weekend. We will talk to you on Monday from New York City. Flushing. Flushing. Okay. <laughs> there you are.